When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. And if you have already, we appreciate for that. And also make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. I am here joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the news um i don't have any fun facts or trivia or questions today chris we're just gonna get right into it because there's been something that's been bothering me for about the last 24 hours and it has to do with some comments that aren't even recent from uh, vikings gm quasi adolfo mensa but now they're you know apparently controversial so in an interview that was published on July 22nd, it is now July 28th, so almost a week ago, um, Vikings GM Quasi Adolfo Mensa told USA Today's Jory Epstein that Minnesota has a good quarterback in Kirk Cousins, but they don't have Tom Brady and they don't have Patrick Mahomes. He's not not breaking any news here. It's They don't. Um, but then on Wednesday... These comments were picked up by numerous outlets like Pro Football Talk, NFL.com, The New York Post, uh, The Pat McAfee Show, and they were twisted to make it seem like Adolfo Menso was bashing Cousins and that uh, the Vikings' new GM is doing a, a poor job of establishing the, the new culture for the Vikings with, uh, with these controversial comments that he said. Um, my question for you, Chris, today is, are Adolfo Mensa's comments about Cousins as outrageous as some are making them out to be? Well, welcome to training camp, everyone. That's uh, <laughs> pretty much what's going on here. You know, sometimes you talk about the fourth string right guard and other times you talk about what your general manager said about your quarterback five months ago. Or actually it would have been three, but Minnesota math, who, who cares? <laughs> um, he didn't say anything wrong. Like, like, that's the thing. If this is any other quarterback in the league, it's probably a story. But because of it's Kirk Cousins, he's like one of the biggest lightning rods in the league. Like, everybody's got an opinion on Kirk Cousins. It's basically like Kwesi went out with a kite and flew, you know, in the middle of a lightning <laughs> storm. And now he's Ben Franklin. Like, mm -hmm. that was a terrible analogy. And I <laughs> spit it out. But 
like like it's just that that's what he did. It's like Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl. Like he's holding the last like lightning rod up and just like getting struck by lightning. Like that is basically what the comment was. But it's not his fault. Like he he's sitting there going like ah, I probably shouldn't have said it, whatever. And it's just the way that it's framed and the who it's after and all these things. It's just a perfect storm that really got everybody going. So he didn't bash Kirk cousins. He called him good. If he went out there and been like, man, this guy's not Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. He freaking sucks. Like <laughs> then we have a problem, but because he's just like, Hey, we have a really good quarterback, but he's not one of the two best in the league, which is basically what people like you and I have said ever since this show started back in February. So I don't think he said anything wrong. People are just looking for anything they can say. And I don't know. Maybe Baron Corbin will smash Pat McAfee's face in on Saturday night at SummerSlam. But um, Kirk Cousins will be the uh, the special uh, who'll run in and, and cause a distraction for Pat McAfee. Quasi through the crowd, man. <laughs> just um, Yeah, it's just it's annoying because training camp is going on right now. And we should be talking about that first, but this just needs, I felt like this needed to be cleared out of the way because it just has dominated the Vikings headlines way too much than it should have. Um, Yeah. He didn't say anything that was false. He didn't say anything inflammatory. He said, Kirk Cousins is not the arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. And he said that he's not, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback in the league right now. He's not like breaking any news here. And like, if Kirk Cousins, if people think Kirk Cousins' ego is so fragile that something like that's going to hurt his chances to be successful in 2022, then he wasn't going to be successful anyways. Um, but and Kirk Cousins was asked about it today. He says not too concerning. You know, apparently, I think Judd Zolgad reported that you know Quasi and Kirk met for a little bit to like clear the air or whatever, so Quasi can be like, dude, like that's not even close to what I meant. Whatever's being spewed out there has nothing to do with what I was talking about. Um, so they're trying to fix that. And like you said, you, it's, you kind of mentioned it where Quasi, he's learning, he's new GM. He's got to kind of know who he's dealing with and what he's dealing with. Um, because, you know, saying something about Kirk Cousins is a lot different than if he said it about Jimmy Garoppolo or, or Baker Mayfield, or maybe not Baker Mayfield. People would spew that, spin that out of control as well. But like, you can't say this about Kirk Cousins because this is what's going to happen. This is a week later after these comments came out, and now they're just on fire. I think it it was a little influenced by I. I always feel like once Pro Football Talk picks something up, then just like people just are just like, oh, that must be significant, and then just people just run with it because this was not like this came out a week ago. This was an article yeah. that was published a week ago. And now, like on Wednesday, because someone wrote, someone else wrote something about it, it became a big deal, which it still shouldn't have because it's not like he changed anything that he said. Uh, he did say, I believe he talked to Paul Allen or something the other day and said, like, you know, probably, you know, said it the wrong way or shouldn't have said said it the way that I I did. And uh, you know, he's going to learn for the future. <laughs> but uh, there's not an earthquake in Rochester, by the way. I just bumped my <laughs> table like a klutz. But go on. But yeah, like it's 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 just disappointing because training camp just began. There's stuff to talk about, and we got to sit here and talk about Kirk Cousins again because, and it doesn't even really have to do with anything that Kirk Cousins did or said. 
It's just because other people want to talk about him because they know that people he's you know an engagement lightning rod, um, and you know hopefully, Quasi can learn from this and just not talk about Kirk Cousins ever again. You know the crusty meme where it's like I said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud yeah. or whatever it is. That's basically what this is. Like everybody knows it, but when you say it to anybody like a national media member, it's going to get picked up. And honestly, I didn't even know this article existed until Quasi right. took the podium on Tuesday because he was asked about it. He was asked about going full Rams and everything else. And yeah. like honestly, like I read at, it and I thought look, it was boring. Right. Yeah. Look, like, look at here. what he said. I, I mean, <laughs> he didn't say much. He just said, hey, we don't have we don't have Tom Brady. We don't have Patrick Mahomes. You need one of those guys, but it's really hard to get one of those guys. That yeah. was it. It was nothing. Like, he didn't like you said, he didn't <laughs> say Kirk Cousins or Tom Brady is so much better than Kirk Cousins. I wish we could have traded for him. <laughs> like you look back at everything. He was basically just saying why they gave Kirk Cousins that extension. Yeah. He was basically saying, hey, you know there weren't any available options out there. You know, Russell Wilson went for way more assets than the Vikings had. Deshaun Watson went for way more assets than the Vikings had. And uh, he had that off the field thing, obviously. Uh, You know, did you really want to trade for Matt Ryan? Did you really want to trade for Carson Wentz? Did Jimmy Garoppolo with a bad shoulder? That would have went over real well. Yeah, the, the sign Marcus Mariota and draft Malik Willis. How would that have turned out? <laughs> like this was the best option available looking back at it in hindsight. And that's what he was saying. He's he just said, you know, with this team, it doesn't make sense to push all our chips into the table and go full Rams, which that was apparently another like uh lightning storm comments. But uh, you know, Rick Spielman's probably sitting somewhere <laughs> drinking a beer, being like Yep, have fun with that. <laughs> well, this is this is why he never said anything. This is why yeah. he would always have press conferences and you would literally learn nothing about the team because he would just give you general statements, cliches, the whole thing because he did not want to be in the headlines. Where Mike Zimmer was different. He'd give you honest answers and he would be in the headlines sometimes. But Rick Spielman was hardly ever, unless he gave the dreaded words that, you know, we have no intention of doing this. And everyone's like, oh. We know you do. Oh, you're uh, doing I, it. I, I, I just think... hope he doesn't. Okay, go ahead. I, I, well, I just hope he doesn't like hold back now because he said, yeah, I right. should say less. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, that that was one of the worst parts of the last regime is that they said nothing at all. Yeah. And now, like, maybe this is going to be a thing where, you know, people talk to him and it's just like, no, I'm not giving anything after after that. That, that was ridiculous. I was basically dragged through the mud. But we'll see. That's, that's kind of been the some of the problems of Kirk Cousins career where people have just been kind of walking on eggshells because they don't want to like disrupt his, his mental, you know, well-being or whatever. When it's like, you know, maybe the philosophy actually the better philosophy is to like hold him accountable and be more real with him. Don't be fake to his face and let him know, Hey, we think you're a good quarterback. We know you're not the best. Can you be the best? Maybe one day, maybe, Mm -hmm. but right now you're not. And too many teams in the past have been like, Oh, it's okay, Kirk. It, you know, you'll be okay. We'll get you Sean Mannion. We'll get your best friend. So, you know, you can have a buddy in the quarterback room. It's where okay, we're, Kirk. I would have made that throw too. Where Quasey's <laughs> like, listen, he's not the best quarterback. Everyone knows it. Let's stop ignoring it. Um, and, you know, he realized, you know, maybe he shouldn't have said that. But I like the honesty from Quasey. 
And at the same time, we always ask these GMs and coaches and even players to be honest and like just not give us boring answers to everything. The one the this happens all the time. The one time people do, people turn, you know, twist words and make it seem like they're saying something they're not. Hey, guess what? Myself included, maybe you sometimes when you're writing. Um, but that's just how it is. Um, so that's that's part of the reason why GMs and coaches aren't really they don't give much details to their thoughts about certain things because this happens. Um, but that's all I got on this. I just wanted to get this out of here and be done with it. I don't want to talk about it ever again. Uh, I'm sure that's not going to be oh, possible. Oh, you know you will, though. As long as Kirk Cousins is on the team, it's going to come up in the next offseason for sure. The first like, pick what? he throws, people are going to whip out this article like, his own GM saw this coming. Tom Brady wouldn't have done that. Um yeah, so that's that's all I got to say on this. Do you have anything? Else? Oh, I think I had another question actually about it. Um, do you? What about do these comments that you know Quasi had? Do you think that it's more of an indication that you know maybe the Vikings wanted to trade Kirk Cousins this past off season, but ownership was kind of like we're not going to do that. Um, you need to keep him here. Um, and like you mentioned, there might not have been good enough offers out there, but it seems like these you wouldn't you you wouldn't say this about a quarterback maybe that you wanted to keep uh, and that you would you know not be opening the trading. So the, are these comments maybe more of an indication of that? I think they looked into it. A hundred percent. There were reports. Oh, they, they said they did. They said they did. Yeah. Baker Mayfield was like, I thought I was going to Minnesota like he he's legit on the record saying that. Yeah. So. I think they looked into it and Quasey prides himself on like overturning all the stones, like looking at all situations. So I'm sure he made calls about Kirk cousins, but I mean, like I said, what were you going to do? That was going to be an immediate upgrade that you had the means to do. Like you couldn't make a trade for a blockbuster quarterback. You couldn't, I mean, anybody you signed would have been worse than cousins. Like some of the trades you would have made, you would have been getting a quarterback worse than cousins. So yeah, the the whole thing is just it's so weird, man. But <laughs> let's play some games, man. Hey, it's so funny you called this because you're just like training camp will start and we'll be like, all right, I'm bored of this. Let's get to the preseason. All right, the preseason games, we're done with that. Let's get some real games, man. Like we're already sick of training camp. It's amazing. <laughs> it's day two. They haven't, they put haven't the even pads put up. on pads yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, get this shit over with. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. Hey, speaking of training camp, training camp started for the Vikings. Uh, day one was on Wednesday. Day two was today. They have not put on pads. I believe their first padded practice will be Saturday, I want to say. Um, and that'll be, it might be in U.S. Bank Stadium, actually. Or it's Friday. I think Friday, isn't it? US yeah, Bank they're Stadium. going uh, Friday. Yeah. So so, so some highlights so far. We, we, we see that Jesse Davis is working uh, as the starting right guard. Not Chris Reed, not Ed Ingram. That could change in the future. Uh, rookie safety Lewis Seen is working with the second team defense. So uh, Cameron Bynum's getting the reps with the first team. Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion are splitting number two quarterback reps, which is a great sign for Kellen Mond. Uh, and Jordan Hicks has missed both days um, of training camp due to a non-COVID illness, which is good, I guess. And uh, Andrew Booth Jr., uh, the Vikings corner, had arguably the the play of the day on Wednesday when he picked off a Kirk Cousins pass. And on today, on day two, on Thursday, he had a bunch of moments where um, he was kind of getting in the faces of 
some Vikings receivers and and locking down guys like Justin Jefferson and stuff. So Andrew Booth is certainly uh, making a name for himself early on in training camp. It is day two, so let's not get too overexcited. But has anything surprised you so far about maybe what the Vikings are doing with their depth chart or, or anything else so far in two days of training camp? Kind of the offensive line's a little bit weird that Davis is at right guard, but you know, the way it looks, they want Ed Ingram to step up and take that role. Like, I mean, none of the rookies were going to get starting jobs out of the gate. I I don't think that was going to happen at all, but I I do think that, you know, this regime does want everybody to have a role. And if Faroki is ready, they're going to like, we're not going to see Justin Jefferson benched for the first two games. Like (laughs) we did a couple years ago because he's got to earn his spot. There are no preseason. No, if he's ready, he's ready. So I wasn't really terribly surprised. I mean, it's two days into practice. Um, just seeing the Andrew Booth interview, he dude looks like a cornerback one. Like he's big. He's kind of jacked. Like Cameron Dantzler, you look at him and you think he's like a high school corner because he's so skinny. But um, I'm excited about Andrew Booth. I think that's the one thing that I can take away is, you know, but we don't have much to go off of. But hey, I mean, yeah, he's got to stay healthy. They're going to put yeah. the pads on. Things are going to get more physical. That's when you you know, figure out if he's going to be ready for the season or not. But I would say that Booth or Dantzler is a much better option as a number four corner than you know Chris Boyd or, or Harrison Hand or some of the other guys that they have back there. Because I'm assuming it's going to be Peterson, number one. Shannon Sullivan will be the, the nickel guy. And then it'll be either... Dantzler or Booth for the three job and and Dantzler has been making plays too I guess he, he was making some plays on going against Thielen today uh, in practice as well that's what some some of the reports were saying so it's going to be a, a pretty heated competition uh, so far but it's a really good sign for the Vikings t- defense who I believe was like 28th against the pass last year um, so they need some help in the secondary, and Booth can do that. I think uh, ESPN's Jordan Reed, formerly of the Viking Age, uh, said that the Vikings are going to love uh, Andrew Booth. And, um, you know, he would, like we've mentioned in the past, he was graded as a first-round prospect, just some some injuries. I don't, even, I don't think he tested at the Combine, which, he did. which probably would have helped him uh, mm-hmm. if he was able to do that. And he probably would have gone the first round. But the Vikings got him. He could be a starter. He could be a great depth guy. But right now, it looks like the depth for the Vikings cornerbacks is a lot better than we thought it was uh, going in. It's only day two. As far as the offensive line goes, I was interested today to see if anyone else would maybe get a shot if they're rotating people. Uh, right guard. But it seems like Jesse Davis is getting a shot again. We'll see. It'll be different, too, when, when they put pads on. Uh, and maybe, you know, if, if injuries happen there, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, all the other ones, it kind of makes you open your eyes and realize that, you know, maybe it wasn't Mike Zimmer that was so against rookies. It's just the NFL. These guys are young. They need time to get up to the speed of the NFL. And unless it's just like a quarterback who is coming in, they have no other quarterbacks. Usually this is how things go for rookies where they start with the second team and they have to work their way up. Um, to get some playing time, which can easily happen. You know, a couple of these guys make some plays in the preseason or training camp, and they're they're right in the running for a starting job. So I'm not too worried about any of those right now. Um, but speaking of camp battles, what, what battle do you think will be the closest in training camp this summer? 
Okay, so we already talked about the cornerback position and the safeties. So, I mean, that's, that's probably my answer, but I'll try and think of something else. How about defensive tackle? Because I, I think Dalvin Tomlinson's pretty entrenched. I think Harrison Phillips is pretty entrenched there, too. Armin Watts against Jalen Twyman. I wrote about Jalen Twyman at the Vite, or excuse me, at zone coverage this week. Mm-hmm. And he's my favorite for Mr. Mankato. The guy had 11 sacks in his sophomore season at Pittsburgh, uh, opted out in 2020 to get prepared for the draft, had this mm-hmm. bad, bad, bad workout, and he gets shot four times. Now he's back. I saw a tweet today saying, um, it's a new strip writer. I gotta get his name down. I apologize for that. Yep. But yeah, um, just said about. that he was blowing past Ezra Cleveland, and he said Cleveland, you know, held his own against uh, Dalvin Tomlinson earlier. So, I mean, they need an interior guy that can pass rush, and I think if you know if that winds up happening, where Twyman steps up, or maybe even Armand Watts has another level to him, I think the defense will be that much better, and you have another guy that can get to the quarterback, assuming Zadarius Smith and De- Neil Hunter stay healthy. Uh, the dude's name is Connor Leach. Okay. Um, I think he's real and I think he works for the star tribune. I'm not a hundred percent sure either. Right. There's no, there's, there's no check mark or anything. There's no check mark. It seems like he just created his account. So let's be careful because there. <laughs> yeah. Many people have been, been duped by, uh, especially in, in the Vikings world. I think even Paul Allen's been duped a couple of times by some of the, the fake accounts in, in Vikings Twitter. So. Um, I think I quote tweeted him or something just about him stopping Jefferson and, and some of the stuff he he's tweeting about seems to fall in line with what some of the other people are tweeting about. So kind of makes sense. So Connor, if you're real, I'm sorry, but I just have to question you right now. Um, but yeah, I think overall, it seems like things aren't going terribly, um, for the Vikings, you know, what Jordan Hicks is out with that illness. That's really the only question mark. Um, but other than that, I think guys are making plays. Kirk Cousins is, is, is being told what to do. He's like, I think, uh, he told in his press conference today that, you know, Kevin O'Connell told him to make a specific throw. Like he told him, make the throw, like no matter what, like if he's not open, make the throw, um, and not don't go in your further in your progressions, just make the throw. And that's what he has to do. He just got to feel confident. Um, and just take those chances. And the more he does that, hopefully the more he will do that during the season and he'll have more performances like he did against the Packers, uh, in US Bank stadium last year. But other than that, like it's the first two days, it's non padded practice at training camp. There isn't a whole lot going on. I feel like once the pads get on, there'll be more interesting things to talk about. I don't like, I guess the area Smith and, and Daniel Hunter are moving all over the place. So that's, kind of exciting i just think it's still it's still a lot of excitement and 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 the vibe the vibe feels good with with kevin o'connell i don't know if you saw the the mic'd up that he had um i think it was on like nfl network or something and it's from otas and he's just like going around cracking jokes and everything and it's just like totally different uh, than mike zimmer which you would expect also would like to know note that former vikings co-defensive coordinator adam zimmer is now a member of the Cincinnati Bengals staff as an offensive analyst. Yes, that is correct. Offensive. Uh, so he's on the offensive staff of the Bengals now. 
He did so well for the Vikings as their defensive co- co-defensive coordinator, sorry, Andre Patterson, that he is now on the offensive side of the ball with the Bengals. So that worked out really well. Right. He knows a lot about good offense after <laughs> watching him torch his defense, but <laughs> yeah, is that, he is that too, too far? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Um, uh, but yesterday, Justin Jefferson uh, talked to the media and about a variety of subjects. One of them was his potential contract next season, which many of us are predicting will be record breaking because he has just exploded out of the gate in the NFL and wide receivers are getting paid stupid money uh, these days. Um, but when he was asked about the possibility of his next contract, Justin Jefferson said the following. He said, quote, I'll focus on the contract after the season. Uh, but the main thing is just reaching that goal, which uh, I believe he talked about was becoming the best receiver in the NFL. And then he said, but I'm not really too fond of money. I'm really just trying to get that goal of being the best receiver. So, Chris, what do you make of Jefferson's not too fond of money comment? Well, that'll be used against him when he goes to the <laughs> negotiating table. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I like it, though, because, yeah. I mean, it, he says he wants to be the best receiver. That's his number one goal. If he's the best receiver, he's going to get the money. So maybe yeah. that's his attitude where, hey, I, I'm not too fond of money as my top goal. I want to be the best receiver because it's going to help our team win. And if that happens, I'm going to get the money. Like, yeah. I think that's what he meant when he said that. But, you know. Us Viking fans are wired so differently when it comes to big money contracts where it's just like, yeah, we, we hear something like that. Like, well, are you going to take a $2.5 million no. contract so you no. play with no. Kirk then? No. no, no, he's not going to do that because you know why? Because the NFL PA would lose their freaking minds if that happened. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think what you said is, is true and that he's really just focused on on becoming the best receiver and he knows if he is and yeah, he'll get paid. And that's not that's not his main motivation. He just he's not motivated by money. He's motivated by by being the best at his position. I do think it's interesting that you can also twist it and say like you know, he, he's not too fond of money and maybe that's an indication of like he's more concerned about winning and if he if the Vikings don't win again, this year maybe maybe he'll want out and that's a legitimate question like maybe he'll he'll want to be in a different setting where he can win and get paid where like that's not his his main focus is not money his main focus might be being the best and winning um so i think that's something that because he talked about uh you know going from lsu to to the vikings and just it being much different because he's he's losing a lot more and he just talked about how much he hates it uh, which is true for a lot of people, but it seems like it might bother him more than than some others. So that's something I think, like, in the back of my mind that I do worry about if the Vikings maybe don't get in the playoffs this year. Because we've seen guys, Debo uh, Samuel, Tyreek Hill, just force their way out. And somebody's going to, if Justin Jefferson says he wants out, the Vikings' phones are going to be off the hook, blowing up. Um, so that's... That might be something to worry about. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I would get people worried about so much overtime <laughs> trying to figure that out. 
<laughs> just like, hey, man, we got to figure out how to get Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, yeah. and Justin Jefferson on the same yeah. team. Figure yeah. it out. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want people to worry about that, but it is a possibility. Um, if the Vikings don't do well, it's a possibility that a lot of people could be gone if the Vikings don't do well. Not just Jefferson; it could be Dalvin Cook, Dylan, you know, Kirk Cousins, Harrison Smith, Kendricks, all those guys. Well, I think that's why there's a lot on the line this season. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not just oh, well, if the Vikings go six and eleven. Like everybody's gone and we just reset and build around Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's not going to want to be around a full blown rebuild. Like he's, he's probably had his enough, career. Yeah. He's been losing enough at that point. He's probably just going to say, trade me so I can go play with Joe Burrow or yeah. somewhere else. Like the Vikings have to win this season. And, and like I said, if, if the Vikings do finish six and 11 and Justin Jefferson might put up those stats, I mean, he's going to get the contract no matter what, but I I mean, there's another layer of hesitation there. Like, well, you're not really propelling us to like win, right? Like Tyreek Hill was on a Super Bowl champion team. Devontae Adams was on a team that probably should have went to the Super Bowl at some point. Um, Who else got traded? I'm forgetting one. You said Debo, but he didn't force his He wanted to get traded. Yeah, he wanted Uh, to get traded. Mark, he's... Hollywood Brown got traded from the Ravens. He's to not the good. Cardinals. <laughs> He's already hurt. But that's the funny part. He's just like, oh, yeah, it was Greg Roman in the offense. Like somebody on Twitter, like just made this highlight reel of all his drops, like yeah. just right in the breadbasket. It's like, maybe it's not you, him. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's you, man. But <laughs> pint size quarterback, pint siders. Yeah, I can't. So. I can't. I, I don't know. I don't think there was another. Oh, AJ Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the guy that the Vikings. Uh, they did. They did win. Smith. Yeah. Before. So, I, I mean, but all those receivers were coveted. I and the right. Titans were the number one seed last year, so it's not like they were a dumpster fire. So right, right. I mean, I mean, you could put that out there. Yeah. So I mean, when you think of it that way, if if Justin Jefferson's on another team that's never over five hundred, people are going to be like, "Well, are you?" This sounds so weird to say. Are you the problem? He's not. I can guarantee it. But I mean, people will ask that question. So I don't know, man. I mean, they they have to win. And if they win, I think they'll keep Justin Jefferson and everything will be fine. But it's another reason why I think the Vikings kept Kirk Cousins. Because yeah. if they went, you know, down a peg in quarterback, like we're going to give you Marcus Mariota and like Jefferson doesn't even come close to those numbers. Not only is he going to be upset that the Vikings didn't win, he's going to be upset that he's not going to get that same contract that he would have. If Kirk cousins is there and Kirk's putting up his stats mainly because he's throwing to Justin Jefferson, like it all, it all checks out. No, for sure. Uh, Because Kirk is, this brings us back all the way back to our first topic because Kirk is a good quarterback. He is not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's good. And he can get the ball to Justin Jefferson, which is what the Vikings need to do uh, this year and hopefully in the future. Uh, But that's all I got today. Kind of short because even though training camp began, there's just other than the Kirk Cousins controversy, the Kwesi Adolfo controversy, there just doesn't a lot to talk about. Like we can, we, okay, go. 
what do can we got? add one thing? I just okay, thought well, of something because what? this is this is something I need to get off my chest. Oh, it boy. involves it involves the Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, WWE announced that oh, WrestleMania yeah. 40 will be held in the in lovely city of Philadelphia outside in April, which means that the Viking Stadium, which has been rumored to get a WrestleMania ever since it was built, that was one of the reasons. That was one of the selling points to get that building built because Lester Bagley mentioned himself. It they should. still don't have it, so that is it's complete garbage. I, it, I I just have to go off. Like I understand why you would want to go to Philadelphia because Philadelphia has a very rich wrestling history. It was the birthplace of ECW. New York's with, right there. DC is right there. Too. Yep. I mean. But they always talk about like destination cities, and it's just like you really want to go to Philadelphia. No. Like, like they they ate crap off the streets when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, like yeah. let's let's remind ourselves of that. They they completely. If this is WrestleMania thirty eight or seven, maybe Minnesota gets a Super Bowl. But uh, excuse me, a WrestleMania. But and and I know there's a lot of people who don't care. But I mean, Minnesota's wrestling history is very rich too. I mean, Brock Lesnar's from Minnesota. Gable Stevenson, who's going to be. Uh, making his way on there, you know, AEW has a lot of Minnesota. Yep, Rick Flair, even like current wrestlers like uh, Dante Martin, Darius Martin, Top Flight, and AEW. They're from Minnesota. Julia Hart is a Minnesotan. Um, Gable Stevenson. Wh- who else? Legion of Doom. Yes, uh, yes. I was going to say Paul. He was their manager, though. I, I mean, well, Lauren Knight is from a- Minnesota, right? He is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah, it's frustrating. But <laughs> it would be. Whatever. I feel like it'd be it'd be a great facility for that. And then maybe with you know, new people, new leadership in charge, it, it will be that way. Maybe Vince McMahon was just like, I don't, I don't want to have WrestleMania in Minnesota, and, and it could it could snow in April, but everyone would be like, it'll be indoors. Who cares? Because it's a great it's a great venue. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know why. Like it's not like I don't feel like the Eagles Stadium is. Like this amazing venue, it was built probably over what ten years ago. Yeah, and now they yeah. have those big, ugly like. It looks kind of like a corkscrew, like on silos top. out on the outside. Yeah, like, they're I like wind turbines. Yeah, people like walk up them uh, instead of stairs. No, they're on top of the scoreboard. They're like little, like they look like little drill bits actually, oh. and they spin around and like that's All right. powers like the jail cells or something. <laughs> Probably, powers, I don't know. Power, power is the booze for Santa Claus when they, you know, they need to feed that into the the crowd noise. One other story, and I didn't mention this during the Minneapolis Miracle, but uh, I remember tailgating before the Miracle game, and we're just like, all right, if Philly or if they win and they go to Philly, like we'll go to Philly. And this guy just comes up out of nowhere. He's like, you don't want to do that, man. And we're like, what? What? What do you mean? He's like. No, no, no. Seriously, it, it's a gong show. Like, you know how s- most stadiums have ushers at the top of their stadi- their stairs? Like, they have cops, full-blown cops at the top of their st- their sections so, like, they can arrest people. He's like, it's not fun. And then we saw what happened the following week, and we're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I don't know. Pretty, pretty bad, but, the, you know, Eagles fans will just call Vikings fans salty because they lost um, by that score. We that- are. That I don't want to talk I about. fully admit that I'm salty. I that team should have went to the Super Bowl, and yet, yeah, lots well, of Nick Foles. Yeah, it's not Eagles. It's not the Eagles' fault. It's the Vikings' no. fault. We're mad at we're we're more mad at our own team. Yeah. All right. 
on Monday, we should have a lot more to talk about. Um, could have talked maybe about maybe about Kellen Mond. Say, I'm excited about his his potential. Saw some some clips of him and his throwing motion looks looks a little better. Looks a little less less robotic, more fluid. Seemed like the, I think he said he worked on it in the off season. I think he told Matthew Collar or something like that. Um, so we will be back on Monday. Another episode, more training camp updates. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, listen to the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.